people of Earth. We have come to upgrade your cosmic consciousness. DNA activation ready. In three, two, one. Hi, welcome to Q&A on Breakthrough Leadership. I'm Craig Anderson. And I'm Lou Quinto. Lou, it is time for another mailbag episode. Wow. I didn't realize we're doing them once a quarter, but apparently yeah. we're doing them once a quarter. Yeah, I looked at the schedule and we've we've done one a quarter. So yeah, this is our quarterly mailbag dip. Keep that mail coming in because we love to, to, one, know y'all are out there. And two, <laughs> uh, we're happy and excited to answer any questions that you have. So what do you think, Lou? Should we just dive right in? It, it's the only thing you can do with a mailbag is dive in. All right. We'll pull out the first letter from Aileen in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, she says, I'm enjoying the Q&A on Breakthrough Leadership podcast. COVID has caused me to shut down my small business, and I'm trying to figure out how to start over again. Do either of you have any ideas of how I should approach this? Lou, wow. what do you think? That, that, that's, that's, a, that's a tough one, Aileen. Um, and that, what I would, I would recommend is first you need to stay, take stock in yourself. You know, look look at what your business was. Look at your product line, and 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 start in, with an introspective before you start trying to sell product or whatever it may be that you're doing in your business. Is take a look at yourself, and now is a great time to really take stock of what are you good at. Are you good at selling? Are you good at marketing? Are you good in technology? Whatever it is that you're good at, and and try to boil it down to just two or three things that you are good at that you can capitalize on. Because obviously, if you've had a business before, you've been successful. And so my recommendation is, let's go back to the basics. Okay, what am I good at? And then taking a look at your products or your services and trying, instead of just doing a, a, a broad shotgun approach to everything, is really become narrow in your focus when it comes to the services or the products that you're offering and those that demographic that you're looking at. Obviously, we want to be successful all at the beginning and we want to, you know, just throw everything as quickly as possible into the air. But if you're starting again, and I, I won't say from scratch since you've had a business before, is really just being more laser focused so that one, you have the confidence in the skills that you've highlighted uh, that you you're good at. And then two, your product line, knowing your product line. And when I say laser focus with your product line, look at that product line and ask yourself questions such as, how can I make this more convenient to the demographic I'm selling to, to my customer? How, how can I do things so that they're more efficient? effective in my selling approaches. So I'm not wasting a lot of time. Obviously, in having a business before, you can go back and you can look at your history and say, I wasted a lot of time in email marketing that didn't work. I didn't brand myself properly, or I didn't brand my products properly that gave me the exposure that I needed. And the one thing that I would do, and Craig, I'm going to turn this over to you, is, is putting everything on one page. And so, Craig, why don't you help Aileen out with your, your one-page business plan to really get them to get Aileen focused on how she needs to start? Yeah, and everything Lou lined there was was exactly where I usually do start with folks is to really 
figure out exactly where we're at. Really take a serious, hard look at where you're at on on all the things that Lou outlined there. And that kind of gives you the start because a lot of what we're going to be doing from here is really brainstorming out the plan for the business. So once we have that, we want to first dive in and create the vision of what it is you're trying to build. You know, when you started your last business, you saw a problem that you could fix or you saw an opportunity in a market. What is that opportunity that you've kind of pulled together out of out of your assessment of what happened before? Then really start to create and cast that vision for where you want that business to be in three years. Talk about you know how many clients you want to have, specifically what the product is, who your market is. Is it you know the city of Chicago? Is it the greater metro area? Is it the whole state or the region? Really get specific on what it is you want your company to look like in three years and sketch that out. That's going to become your North Star that's going to help you make decisions every day because you know where it is that you're headed. Then step back into what your mission is, why the business exists, what is that problem you're trying to solve, how are you trying to impact people's lives and change things, and lay out what that is. That's going to give you the energy by looking back to the value of that mission to help move you towards that North Star, both in all, you know, as, as if you've already built a business once, you know some of the challenges and hiccups that can, that can hold you back, and that gives you that energy to move forward. Then we want to come back and say, all right, in year one, what are we hoping to achieve? What are the goals that we have that we can measure, that we can actually put on a graph for the business and identify what those numbers are that are going to tell us in year one, we've succeeded in the plan. And then dive into your strategies of how you want your business to be run. Things like, how are you going to source your product? How are you going to find customers? How are you going to hire employees? What kind of people you're looking for? Get really clear on that. And then that's going to help you to find the priorities of the work that you're going, to, you're going to have to do because you're going to look at those objectives and say, all right, well, I need to be able to have these things to achieve them. So we know those become projects for you. When we look at your strategies of how you want the business to, get, to be run, you're going to see some things there as well that you're going to have to build to be able to execute your business that way. And those become your action plans. And you can prioritize those based on available resources, where they may fit in the order of how the projects are going to get done, and then lay all that out. And you'll have concisely on one page, just keep those very short. You really only need to have five to seven objectives, five to seven strategies, and five to seven action plans, and really get focused on those and start moving down that path. And that's how you can start to build it once you've done that analysis that Lou outlined so well. Yeah. And the, and the one last thing I'll throw in here, Craig, is uh, is important for everybody. Uh, but Aileen, primarily for you, is take everything one day at a time. I know as being a former business owner, you want to immediately start projecting as far into the future as possible. And then you start worrying and you get anxiety and you stress yourself out. Take it one day at a time, one week at a time one month at a time after you've created that vision for the future, break those strategies down into daily, weekly, and monthly goals so that this way you're not feel, feeling overwhelmed in that I'm never going to make it to where I want to get. So that would be my advice. Best of luck, Aileen. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Our second, uh, <laughs> I, I have to laugh here. Uh, our, our, sec, our, our second mailbag uh, letter here says long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> so I guess this is uh, in honor of Rush Limbaugh, who just recently passed away. Uh, hopefully we're maybe we're getting some of his uh, listeners since they don't have anything to listen to anymore. Uh, but uh, this is from Gary in Atlanta. And Gary says, I own a small business and I've made personal sacrifices to keep all of my employees during this COVID epidemic. Uh, 
With over 2 million people getting vaccinated every day and most people adhering to personal protection directives, I believe I see the light at the end of the tunnel. What should I be doing right now to prepare for business as usual when we get back to normal? Craig? Gary, that's a great question. It's, you know, I agree. I'm right there with you. I hope that we are seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. And as you're thinking about it, you know, hopefully you've already put something of a plan together for 2021 of how you think your business is going to progress throughout the rest of the year. And if you haven't, go back to the answer we just gave for Aileen on putting together that plan. Then what I want you to think about is as you're moving forward, realize that the plan is is your baseline and situations are going to change. Things are going to get, you know, could get very busy. You may see shortages. It may get harder to get employees. Think through some of those scenarios and then prepare for them. Take some time to think through, you know, is this thing starts going back to normal? What does that look like for your business? Where's the variability? And spend some time thinking of some scenarios on what you need to do for your business to adapt to those. Try to think six months into the future, 12 months into the future for the business. And what do you have, what will be the signs that those things are coming to fruition? And which ways do you need to pivot the business so you can maximally take advantage of them? Or, you know, some of these things like supply shortages, if we really ramp up really fast, could also be a challenge. So think about what you're going to do if that becomes the case. So think about your options, think about the different ways that things might go and really start to brainstorm what you're going to do. So when they do happen, you're prepared and they're not just suddenly hitting you in the face and you're scrambling because you really didn't conceptualize it. Lou? Yeah. Uh, my, my comment here for Gary is two things. One, continue to be lean. You're lean right now during COVID, stay lean. And also you've proved during this COVID time that you've been agile and maintain the leanness and your agility as we get out of this situation where we can see that light at the end of the tunnel. Because when you come out, you want to be as physically fit from a business perspective as possible. And so you've had the opportunity to shed the pounds, so to speak, if I could use a, a, a an wow. exercise and, and weight analogy here. What, don't you like my analogy? There? I know, I just, yeah. yeah, I didn't see it coming. Yeah, but I, I think you need to, when coming out of this tunnel, you need to be as in shape as possible. So if you can go back and look at previous episode we did uh, with uh, Rachel Lamb on, uh, uh, on processes, and she talked about eliminating all processes that are redundant, that are not income producing, that aren't efficient, and really focusing on those things that has helped have helped you to survive during this COVID situation. So literally look in the rearview mirror. And even though it's been a tough road, you've made it to this point. And you've got to continue to see what worked and what do you need to continue to do in the future. But don't start creating a whole bunch of plans when we get back to whatever normal may be, but you don't create plans that are adding things on right now. Get You need to get out. We all need to be able to get out of this pandemic situation, lean and agile, and see what the other side, what normal is going to look like when we are through this situation. So at this point, don't take on anything different. And as I told Aileen in the the first one, make sure that you go through, how, how can I be more convenient? How can we be more productive? If you have to reorganize the employees that you've done a great job of making sure that they've been able to be employed 
during this COVID time because of the sacrifices you've made. What you want to do is if you have to reorganize them, reorganize them so that they are lean and they are fit and agile also. So again, when we come out of this tunnel, you are all physically fit, ready to go and keep moving forward. That's my Jack LaLanne advice. (laughs) okay now i'm really dating myself so (laughs) i couldn't think immediately of some fitness expert that uh i I, that i could use (laughs) fit before fitness was cool jack all right thank you gary next question i enjoyed your interviews with croft edwards and glenn pash about leadership development i have a small company of 15 people and i have to admit i've never prioritized leadership development My budget's always been tight and I don't have the money to bring in outside trainers. What can I be doing to help develop my people that doesn't cost a ton of money? That's Robert in Portland, Maine. We're all over the country with these, Lou. Yeah. We've got listeners in Portland. So what do you think he (laughs) ought to be thinking about? Okay. Uh, The first thing I would recommend, I would say, Robert, is shame on you for not prioritizing leadership development in the past, okay? But you have a chance to redeem yourself. I understand the situation, small business. I got to just get product to people or services, whatever it may be that you are providing to your individuals. And training and development, as Craig and I have said in so many episodes before, that it's a checklist for people which I can understand then many people seeing training and development is just, yeah, it's extra. We don't have the money. We're not going to do it. But there are things that you can do, particularly if you say that you can't bring outside trainers. There are so many opportunities that have really come to the forefront during this pandemic situation that we're in that you can go on to LinkedIn and LinkedIn has a bunch of master classes that you can if you pay a little extra for premium that you can have your folks sit through. There are lots of different articles out there that you don't need to bring a trainer in, but you can go ahead and distribute articles at a staff meeting and actually sit down with people that you want to develop and go through those articles, but not only just go through them and say, what's it say to you? Like you're at a book club meeting, but what can, how can we implement this to make our company and you better. And so there are things that you can do as a coach that can help people to develop. The other thing I would do is uh, within Portland, I would look at some maybe opportunities that are being provided perhaps by some schools, uh, colleges that may have some evening classes or seminars on the weekend that don't cost a whole bunch of money to go to, to send your people to that you want to really begin developing. But the other thing too is don't go don't think that just because they attended a class or read an article that they're going to be developed you as the owner of the business have to take time to really coach people through the technology the development that you've given them access to to make sure that they're implementing it otherwise you will have wasted money by providing people the opportunity to go to a seminar at a college or any fees for an online class. It's you need to look at what leadership qualities do you need to develop within your people. And so that's what I would suggest, particularly if the budget isn't there to bring in somebody to help you in the learning and development area. 
Craig? Yeah. Yeah, I think all that. And, and, you know, Robert, I would encourage you maybe to start with even doing, you know, doing some training for yourself, because I'm sure if your team hasn't gotten it, you probably haven't done anything for you either. So I would start out, as Lou indicated, you know, look for some of these sources. There's there's lots of classes. I think one thing we've seen with COVID is there's lots of convenience to classes. And the beauty is you probably aren't going to have to travel to do a lot of this training <laughs> right now or in the foreseeable future or maybe even forever. There's going to be great quality training. Uh, and it's going to be somewhat different, right? They're condensed, Lou, as you said before, you know, the, the eight-hour training day is now a series of, you know, four two-hour sessions just right. to get people together. So so look for those opportunities and look kind of cast the wide net. Look on LinkedIn. You can do some searches on the hashtag leadership training, leadership development, and you're going to find some resources there. And then find those resources that work for your team. The other thing is I would talk to your team themselves and say, where are you struggling Bingo. with leadership? How can, you know, what are the areas in which you would like to develop so you can really make sure that there's things that are meeting both your needs as the, as the owner of the business, but also helping them develop along the path that they want to go and find that, that kind of Venn diagram where those cross yep. over and make that the priority. And it could be slightly different for every employee, depending on their role, depending on their interest and depending on what it is you need. But you'll be able to find a lot of these things at much lower cost than I think sending people to some of these trainings that we may have had before. So, you know, put some budget together, but it's not going to be, I don't think, as expensive as it might have been in the past. So that's where I would get started. Yeah, very good. Very good. Because as you were talking, I was thinking the same thing. Not only your perspective of leadership development, but the individual's perspective. Where do they want to be developed? Because don't teach somebody something that they don't think they need or don't want, because then you're throwing money away uh, at that thing. So great yeah. minds Good think like mine, Lou. Absolutely. All right, Craig, the last one that we have here, this is from Trina in Nashville, Tennessee. She says, Craig and Lou. I've binged on several of your podcasts recently. I guess she's through with Netflix now. And so she's binging on our podcast. Everything on Netflix. So I'm down <laughs> to your podcast, guy. Uh, okay. In, in many of the ones that I've listened to, you discuss the importance of coaching. I oversee 12 team members and believe that if I spent time coaching all of them, I would never have time to do my job. What tips do you recommend on how I can successfully build coaching into my daily responsibilities? Craig, throwing this one to you. All right. Well, Trina, I think I would first say that coaching is part of your daily responsibilities. I read this and I'm reading between the lines in, in it that you think this is this big, overwhelming, I have to carve out six hours a week to do one-to-one coaching with my team. And in some ways, you could choose to do that. But we've talked before on the podcast that every day, all day long, there are opportunities for you to coach and build up your employees. Catch your employees doing the right things. When they're doing the wrong things, catch that as well and deal with it quickly and positively to help them help you become more successful as their leader. Coaching is an ongoing process. It's an opportunity for you to interface with them. If it's 15 minutes a week, you can coach them. If it's an hour a week, you can coach them. But build out a process for yourself that allows you to provide coaching, feedback, development in the moment for your employees. And then maybe you're only doing something maybe once a quarter that's a big hour-long session for coaching, not a quarterly review. 
an opportunity to really sit down with them and think about where it is. We just were talking about with Robert, what are the things they want to develop? Where do they want to grow, which will help you further refine those smaller coaching opportunities you have throughout the day. So I think one, take yourself out of this idea of coaching being this big overwhelming thing and really think about it as how can I throughout my day in my interactions with my employees, coach them in the moment to become better and to become who they want to be and how they want to contribute to the company. Yeah. Well, Craig, you do a good job reading between the lines. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I have no, an English I, degree. I, We're I, really I good thinking, at that stuff. I was thinking the same thing when I saw this is that it's that idea of the traditional coaching model that people have is that it's formal. It doesn't need to be 100% formal. It's coaching in the moment, okay? I don't know, Trina, if you're, you know, a a football fan or a basketball or baseball fan, not maybe more baseball, but basketball definitely in football, where you see the coach coaching right there on the sideline. It all of all of that coaches coaching is not done in front of a blackboard in the locker room. It's done right there as things are happening. As Craig said, you've got to get out in front of your people. You've got to watch them do things and you've got to catch them one doing things right. So coaching just isn't to, oh, you did this wrong. No, we're going to reinforce the good behaviors by complimenting, recognizing them on what they're doing well, so that this way they know, okay, I'm aware that this is something I need to continue to do. And then also focusing on those areas where they can do some improvement. And again, when it comes to improvement, I know Trina, you probably are just like the rest of us where you don't want somebody to dump a bucket of stuff you can improve on, you know, on top of you you're going to provide it in small doses. So break big problems down into small problems and identify those issues that a person may be having in their behavior or skills to do a job that you believe would make the most significant impact on them doing their job if they worked on that first. So in your mind, you need to prioritize those areas that you want to coach people on. But coach in the moment. And I, I agree hundred percent with Craig, D, you know, maybe once a quarter carve out that hour where you're going to sit down one by one-on-one with them. And when you do carve out that hour one-on-one with them, take time to develop goals for the next time you're going to meet with them so that when you're meeting with them, they're not caught by surprise of something that, oh, I want to tell you about something you did two months ago. No, these were some goals we set. Let's look at how we're going to do that. So make sure you've got measurements in place. Because remember this, when it comes to measurements, people only do what's being measured. And so you need to demonstrate to them that we are that you as their manager are measuring those things. And you will find that if you can identify things that are being measured, people will start focusing more and doing those as effectively and as efficiently as possible. But if you don't measure things, then people aren't going to act on them. So there needs to be that sit down of setting those goals. And then you need to coach in the moment in between those sessions when you're sitting down with them. So Trina, hope that's helped you out. Perfect. Craig, you got anything to add? I don't think so. I think we've got it all wrapped up. The one thing I will just add to what you said is, you know, problems don't age well, Trina. 
So jumping on those when you have them in front of you is really the best way to deal with it. And compliments lose power over time. So make sure you catch them in the moment, as Lou said. Exactly. So, all right. Well, we hope you enjoyed today's episode of Q&A on Breakthrough Leadership as we've dipped into our mailbag again and answered some, I would say, some very significant questions that people uh, have had for us, Craig. And so I hope we've been able to provide you some answers here. Uh, Every week, please be sure to tune in and catch next week's episode. Uh, Like, share, subscribe, so that this way, uh, particularly when it comes to liking, put them Put a, put a comment down there for us and let us know that you've liked what you've heard and that you want to continue hearing about more about different projects. So leave us a little note in that, in that comment section. In addition to that, we are available on all of your major podcast platforms. So if you don't want to watch us, you can listen to us. So until next time, keep those hands washed and keep your distance. I'm Lou Quinto. And I'm Craig Anderson. <laughs>